Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the second time that we're doing this because... Because you're a prick. I got Mike again, but he didn't like it, and he just started swearing like an animal, so I didn't have a choice but to completely redo this show. So welcome to Off the Post. This is the uh, second show of the week where we answer your questions about the New York Rangers, and every now and again we get to listen to Mike make dirty, dirty man sounds, but not today because he wouldn't let me do it. Goddamn, I have dignity, Joseph. Do you? What's your middle name? Alexander. God, that's dumb. Wow. That's this is the most Except helpful. for our wonderful patrons and listeners named Alexander, you guys are just aces. I don't know if there is. There's gotta be know. one listener named Alexander getting Who has it in the name? Alright, that's enough of that. How about Alexander Yorgiev? Okay. That's Alexander. Yeah, it has it does have a D A R. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Anyway, this is Off the Post. This is where we answer your questions about the New York Rangers. Deadline edition. Deadline edition. It it is day four without Matt Zuccarello, and each day has been worse than the last. Traffic chopper five. News at five. mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Anyway, here we go. With Bill Whirly Bird Johnson. Bill, what's the traffic look like out on Route 5? Well, the traffic is pretty bad because people are going out to that Mazzucarello fair where everybody's going around and lighting things on fire out of anger, so... Your Cajun accent is atrocious. You ruined the show. You know what? You've... You've gone... You went too far this time. Anthony McHale, I believe. Odd Zuccarello signs with the stars. It's the million-dollar question, isn't it, Anthony? Um... I would probably... So here's the thing. He's hurt now, so Dallas very well may feel like they're just pissed that they purchased him in the first place because there are no givebacks or return policies in the NHL. I would say 30%. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be completely shocked if Dallas fell in love with him or they make a semi-run in the playoffs or win a round or something and think that he, he could be a critical part of the future. That wouldn't surprise me. Their cap situation isn't the best, but... I, I could see them wanting to keep him. I, I don't think it's likely, but I could see it. So 30% is my answer. 31%. Price is right. Okay. You're real. Did you have anything to add to that, or is that your contribution? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, it feels like we would have such a different answer if not for this broken arm that a poor little Zuki had to... Has had to sustain here, even though, as you mentioned in our uh, flagship show, clean break, uh, which is, it is very a clean much break, very much unlike uh, the way he departed the Rangers, Joe. Because I still uh, just been crying myself to sleep watching Netflix. I watched yeah, Mike te- had to. I watched uh, Tears of the Sun last night, starring Bruce Willis. Mike had to explain to sweet, sweet Maggie what Matt Zuccarello meant to the Rangers, and uh, there's a rumor that he he got a little choked up. I got glassy-eyed, and then I ordered uh, an ice cream at Buffalo Wild Wings. Two ninety-five. Got to tell you, this is a pretty solid three-dollar investment. Just yeah, my, fill, my wife uh, filled a hole in my heart. She's become a Rangers fan because of me. She was never really a hockey fan before, but as a former athlete herself, I think she understood really the the foundational block that Zuccarello represented to the Rangers. So that was a. Uh, Does your wife ever buy you ice cream? Sometimes. That's right. I'll buy you. I'll buy you bigger ice creams. Bauer, Nick Bauer. 
Why wasn't Clayson moved? And can we expect more movement around the draft? VC slash Vlad. Uh, I don't know why Clayson's name was thrown around. I personally preferred him not get traded because uh, I think he's somebody the Rangers should keep next year. On a wasteland of defensive nonsense, he's been a bright light. But my guess is Gordon knew that, and there was no deal on the table that was worth it, so he refused to do it. As for the the draft, yeah, I would think you'd see Nemestikov probably move. Uh, I don't know about VC. It depends. The Rangers don't have a ton of... It kind of depends on what happens at the draft. Gordon alluded that they might try to, quote-unquote, speed up the rebuild, although maybe not this summer. So there's a lot of shit in the air right now. Um, But I do expect more moves to happen for sure. So I think Clayson did move kind of for two reasons here, Joe. I think, one, he was an RFA, which means the team kind of controls him. Um, And the other reason, I think, is he had the injury, and he wasn't a guy who was in the lineup all the time. And that I think those two points really didn't help what his value could have been. I, I really don't think the Rangers would have gotten a lot for him. I mean, we look at what like a guy like Del Zotto got. Like, we saw a lot of kind of depth moves for defense and... Right now, the bottom line is like Freddie Clayson just more than like a fifth or a sixth round pick, um, just because you could really have like a solid, you know, third pair defensive defenseman and Freddie Clayson. And although that might not sound remarkable, and he's certainly not a young guy or a prospect, you know, he's he's in his mid twenties now. Uh, he's still a guy like like you said. I agree. You kind of want to see what you have, and now that McQuaid is out of the picture, you can hopefully. With Clayson, kind of take a closer look at what you have, um, and especially post deadline here. I hope we get to see, you know, him kind of really get a chance to play. Although, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Brendan Smith being a, a winger? In, he, he, yeah, he's been playing that fourth line winger role pretty well. He hasn't looked terrible. Eric Carlson, not that Eric Carlson. Where do you see us drafting? Clearly, we aren't going to rank enough for top three, thanks to Hank. Well, Eric, I hmm. think the Rangers are going to be pretty bad the rest of the way. Remember that they, Eric Carlson's a patron. Before they, you I'm not being mean. I saying. would never be mean to any of our listeners because I love our little, listeners. I see a lot of shitty vibes over there. No, there's no shitty vibes. It's just you're just taking that because you're angry about Zuccarello and I. I am also upset, but I will not take that anger out on you because I'm a good person. Anywho, I'm angry that you won't go to hockey games with me. The we already agreed that that was happening. So why there you, you go, why ladies you and gentlemen. The Rangers are eight point. They're eight positions away from the bottom. Ottawa is very is dead last at forty nine points. Nobody's gonna get even more deadly. Yeah, last nobody's going to come close to that because they're going to be without Stone and Duchesne and Dezingle. It's going to be a disaster. Detroit a is disaster. Joe. Detroit is third from the bottom at fifty five points. So the Rangers have eight more points than them. Uh, so yeah, that's it's not looking like a third overall pick is possible. It's, they could jump up, I guess, but I think the Rangers should be in the top five ish. That wouldn't surprise me. They have to drop three points to get into the top five. So, totally a possibility right there. People didn't think people could fly until Peter Pan said, you got to believe. That's all I'm really going to say. Yeah, all he needed to do was get eaten by an alligator or whatever I feel happened like there. It's, the question now becomes, for the Rangers and uh, the pursuit of the lottery pick, is just Quinn really has to play the guys that he needs to take a long look at. I feel like... You know, we can kind of put to rest the idea of showcasing players because we can't trade anyone. Um, So the priority now, I'm sure, in David Quinn's mind, is still I want to win hockey games. Um, But I think there might be something to be said about, you know, trying to come to the greater understanding, Joe, of I want to win hockey games when this team can compete. And in order to do that, I have to not try to lose hockey games, but play games in a manner in which I get the most out of my players in the long term. And because that is the most logical step forward, or the logical path forward, I should say, uh, I expect the Rangers to really play terrible hockey uh, from here on in. Um, But I hope it's entertaining, like what we saw with Washington. That game was crazy. I I don't hope anyone gets hurt. Uh, The Rangers have, at the very least, they've bought into Quinn. But hey, yeah, let's, let's let's see some hungry players. Try and prove they can be be a part of this thing. Why the hell not? Uh, I I feel like 
they can finish in the bottom five, but it's going to take a little bit of doing. Well, they can... They're definitely... The Rangers are going to be worse. Some of the other teams are going to be worse. Ottawa, I don't think anyone's going to catch it's that. It's hard to measure to how bottom. much worse, though, because, like, McQuaid is just meh, whatever, right? Yeah, but, but you're like, losing Zuccarello and, 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 Hayes. and Hayes. is... That's a lot. And you're replacing them with only Lemieux. Yeah, and then so, a healthy Brett Howden. Right? Yeah, that's... that's so, no way, no. Oh, boy. Reed Logan. Reed this, tra- this trade deadline, you could see the effect it had on players way more than last year. Does this factor into what happens at next year's deadline? The Rangers probably won't be buyers, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't go full fire sale again. I truly believe the fire sale portion of the rebuild is over. Yeah, so do I. Because who, who else is are you going to trade at this point? You're, you're still yeah, going to make trades, but the big obtainable like the rangers don't have anyone else on the team that they're really willing to take offers on that are going that's going to net it's a Kreider. first round pick Kreider it's Kreider's is the, the only yeah. one and because they're not trading Zibanejad, you would think they're not trading guys like Buchnevich and Hedl and, and yada yada. So and yada yada. It's, so the it's Kreider right now, and that's the that's the big question. Season, the UFA's after next season, Joe, are Kreider, Vlad, Jimmy VC, Jesper Fast. Uh, I can see VC getting dealt. I can see those guys getting dealt, but I just don't think it'll be a fire sale. Like I feel like the Vlad trade will be just kind of a couple steps up from. No, Orion Spooner trade in that I expect that to be more of a more of a hockey trade as opposed to the Rangers getting back prospects or a trade of hockey things. You know, more just like oh, the Rangers are in the market for you know maybe a, a guy who has upside with skill. You know, like I know uh, a guy who I began to start coveting uh, was Patan, and uh, he actually got moved today, uh, but not to the Rangers. But you know, something so you're the where kiss of death is what you're saying guys that you want get traded to other teams no not always joe but thanks thanks for that is that what this has turned into i don't want to talk about this anymore you ruin the show okay the show is ruined uh next question br3tt i'm assuming it's brett but that's a star wars droid in my books oh that's hysterical that you say that you want to know why the question why? is would you rather have mastery of a lightsaber and the force or harry potter magic all right, this is a good question. First it's a, of all, it's a great question. Do I have? Does this come with a wand? And um, yes, I'm going to assume it comes with a wand. Then obviously Harry Potter magic. Ooh, that's it's uh, it's unlimited potential. Uh, the Force uh, is far more like what have we seen the Force do? You can move rocks, you can shoot lightning at people, you can fucking choke people out though. You can choke people out. You know I, what you can I, do with a with a wand? Yeah, you can I think whisper you're a word and kill someone. You're going to end up being right on this. I would. Pref- like of course the, I'm right. the lightsaber is awesome because you could just cut the shit out of things, but th- the magic is limitless in Harry Potter. And if you want, if I get up in the morning and my wife is like, "Hey, fold the laundry," and then I just go foldo laundresses or whatever, and then the laundry's folded. That's pretty awesome. Any Latin at all? I don't. Um, my bit, my biggest concern, if I chose the Harry Potter world, as I read the books and watched the films, I always thought. How often do these motherfuckers break these wands? I would be break. It's so hard not. You'd be breaking wands every day. There'd well, Harry, do, every Harry day. does break a wand, doesn't he? Uh, At one point, yeah. I believe yeah, he, he does. does. So yes, he there does. you go. And, and Ron he's breaks fine. a wand. Yeah. Well, so. he, I mean, it was a whole plot point, but yeah. Mm. My point being, it would be a real bummer if you broke your wand. So yeah, I would he, be like, I want a wand, and I want it to be made out of like fucking stainless steel. It's interesting. Bet your wand wouldn't be as powerful as my Phoenix Feather wand. Jay Love, when can the core and sh- of a wand, you dope? What did you say, you son of a bitch? Wands have cores, and that's correct. It's a Phoenix wood. Feather. So why could core? my stainless steel fucking wand? Be- because stainless have a steel, Phoenix. Michael, it doesn't it doesn't conduct magic. It conducts electricity. So I'm going to be shoving my wand into the oh, electrical sockets because I can. Dirt and you're you piece of shit. I lived in a cupboard for years for this very moment, studying, waiting. And when that owl came to my window. Explains why you, you smell the way you do. <laughs> you know what? Person. This is just, you know what? I would expect this from a muggle like you. I really would. Are you trying to impress me with the five, <laughs> like, Pieces of lexicon, you know, from the Harry Potter universe. Harry Potter is my fucking jam, Michael. You don't want you don't want this fight. I really do want the fight. I'll throw hands. I'll throw, I'll throw, and I'll throw books at you. 
Yeah, of course you will. Will it be the book that Hagrid had for everybody that attacked them? Needed to be held shut with a belt? The Monster Book of Monsters, it was called, That's you piece correct. of shit. You've... I'm going to drown you in a well. That has nothing to do with Harry Potter. I'm just going to drown you in a well. Jay Love, when can and should the Rangers ask Kreider what he wants to stay? So they can hopefully avoid the Zuccarello and Hayes two weeks before the deadline extension talk. To be completely honest with you, that conversation should probably be happening over the summer. The day after the regular season. Yeah, as soon as things... like you, 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 Yeah, you have that discussion with Kreider. Because if Jeff Gordon learned anything... It, it better be that the way that he handled just the timing of everything was completely unacceptable. And it was really unacceptable. There's no reason that, it. you know, Kevin Hayes made a comment to the media, I believe, that he knew he was going to get traded a week ago. And I believe that comment was built from him having sitting down with his agent and then uh, having their ask and Jeff Gordon being like, all right, I'm going to leave now. And that, it just can't happen. It, there's too, too many reportings. There's national media. Like, other teams know this shit. They knew the Rangers were going to trade Zuccarello and Hayes. They knew there were no plan B options. So you back yourselves into a corner. And that's exactly what happened. So... Talk to Kreider, figure out what he wants. You don't put they really kind of should have had preliminary discussions already about it. If you don't love what you hear from him, then you think about moving him at the draft. If you think there's an option there for you guys to meet in the middle, then you do that. And that's the end of it. I agree. I feel like the right day to do it is breakup day. Um, like you, yeah. you take him aside and you say, you know, go play some golf, relax. But listen, we want you on this team. Uh, we want to be in touch with your agent, and I know you want to maybe uh, clear your head from the season. But before, uh, you know, before we get to training camp and all that stuff, maybe before July first, let's let's figure out what an extension for you would look like. We want you to be the captain of this team because I feel like that's kind of where all signs are pointing right now. I would agree with that, Brandon Gaynor. With Columbus trading almost every pick and going all in this season, and most likely losing most of their big free agents this summer, could you see the Rangers going after Jones or Wierenski? Columbus jumpstarts the rebuild. Rangers get their number one D-man. So, I'm not laughing at the question. I'm laughing because there's a a fucking windstorm going on outside still, and the, the wind is just pounding against my windows, and I... Really hope nobody can hear it on the podcast. Um, I hear if, like a, a Hoth-like rumble in the background. Then that's, that is literally what th- is happening. Uh, if Columbus loses Duchesne and Panarin and Bobrovsky, they're not going to trade Seth Jones or Wierenski. Y- you'd have to give a, a, a ludicrous contract. So, Well, Dezingas, I think, said he was if they wanted him, he would stay. I think that conversation like semi happened already. And McQuaid and Keith Kincaid. Well, McQuaid is well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's totally. I, I'm just listing the UFAs. I'm just having fun. That, can we say though? First of all, do you agree with me that that nothing's really going to happen in that regard? I don't think so. I, I feel like that's a. It's. It's not a bad I, question. I just don't no, see a, a team great, that's in that situation moving a, those types of players. It's a great question because Columbus is really just taking their balls out and slamming them on the table. I was going to say, what kind of stones do you need to make these deals? Yeah, this is just... we And the logic being, like we heard it said over and over again on TSN and, you know, uh, you know, the deadline center is Columbus is treating this like they have the best rentals on the market because they have Panarin and they have Bobrovsky. Um, the problem there is Bobrovsky hasn't been very good this season. And, of course, you know... It, I understand the logic. You don't trade Panarin to bring back someone who could help now that you might have longer because you're you're going for it. They're, they're just goddamn going for it, and I respect that. But as as this you know this listener pointed out, it's ooh, like you can really you <laughs> you're, can really falter here in a big. You're way. all in at the the fucking blackjack table, and like the deed to your house. Is sitting in front of you. Yeah, it's big. It's uh, and, I, and you don't even have a great hand. You, you have like fourteen. You have. I'm gonna say. I mean, you you love the blackjack. I was gonna. Well, say, it's just like, the easiest metaphor. Yeah, I was gonna say like you have two cards in your hand. One is like 
an ace of spades and the other is like an uno card that got slipped into the deck and you're just like i don't know what this is going to do yet was that okay uh, you used to find me funny, and that was when we liked each other. <laughs> I'm just, I'm pulling my jaws on the floor that that was that was what you went with for your uh, for your thing. Okay, that that's totally fine. Uh, Andrew Metric, what players from the current roster will not be on the team opening night? That's a tough thing to measure, Mister Metric. Oh ho ho ho! Clap clap clap! Nemestikov, Pionk. And that's it. Wait, what? The, what players from the current roster won't be on the team opening night? I was caught up in my pun. I'm saying Nemestikov and Pionk. You think Pionk's going to go? I, I think the Rangers are going to need to make a decision on their defensive aspects of things. Aspects, I and I think Pionk has value to the league from a reputation standpoint. I'm going to say it's Kevin Shattenkirk. Wow. And Vladimir Nemestikov. There's just a lot of penis going on right now. Kevin Shattenkirk and Vlad Nemestikov. Shattenkirk's maybe, not a terrible Maybe answer. Brennan Smith. Brennan Smith may not be a bad answer just from maybe, I don't know. All these answers are good answers, Joe. Uh, what are you, like a 70s, <laughs> a 70s game show host? Hello and welcome to Mandarin the Blue Shirts. You're just sad you can't do the voices. We have a fine opportunity for you tonight. You already started the show by singing the last show. Yet. Well, yeah, the last, the flagship show, not this show. And you, you ruined the first flag, the first Q and A show because I wasn't allowed to to have you singing again. I'll make noises again if that's what you want. No, that's it's fine. Johnny Lowe, here's the dream for the upcoming month. I don't think this is a question, but uh, I'll read it anyway. Rangers win a top three pick. Dallas knocks Winnipeg out in round one or two. Dallas makes it to at least the Western Conference Finals. Tampa wins the Stanley Cup. Dallas resigns Zook. Mike, I will ask a question. How many of those things are likely? Uh, Tampa wins the Stanley Cup is likely. Yeah, I, I would say that's really the only thing the other one's that's not likely. So much. Now, I see what he's saying. Like That is the dream, because if that happened, the that's Rangers would have Rangers five first-round picks in the next two years. Yeah. It's insane. Actually, six. They would have six. Four. Could you imagine if they had four first-round picks this year? That would be fun. You know what else would be fun? Is Go. not blowing the Lundquist Cup window. Well... We're already sad enough about Zuccarello. I know, you son of a bitch. And, and you had to just bring that up. I'm just, I'm just putting a putting a, a thimble in your belly button. That's not where it belongs. It's where it belongs now. I don't even know what to say to you right now. DBK advertisers. Or I'm sorry, DBK advisors, which sounds like a company. This just sounds like someone who wants free sponsorship. It, it does sound like somebody who wants free I'm sponsorship. I'm wise to you, DBK. <laughs> How much better would the chances of a high save, I'm sorry, a high percentage lottery pick have been had the New York Rangers traded Nemestikov and Clayson? Oh, so he's asking, like, how much worse would I, that losing Nemestikov, especially now, would have been relatively catastrophic? Yeah, because how so many versatile. players do the Rangers have who could play center, both sides of the yeah. puck? There's really and not play many. center, for that matter, with Hayes gone. I mean, it's that's a that's kind of a fun thing to look at now is. You know, obviously you have Zibanejad, and then I figure like most people are just going to say, oh, you know, just Heedle. Let it, let him finally play some center. But I feel like the natural thing to do uh, for David Quinn, at least, because Nemesikov has kind of earned his love and trust, is let Vlad be that second-line center, and then just, love con- and trust. just continue to kind of string poor little Philip Heedle along and... Well, we're certainly like you're. You're definitely going to see some pretty drastic roster overhaul because you you don't have Zuccarello and you don't have Hayes, so Hedo should be a top six player. But Shnevich should be a top six player. It really these should not be long term questions, and that's where I'm at with that. Philip advertisers advisories. Well, well, now you're just giving the just free press that you were so concerned about. Um, Felipe Ghostine, do you still think Panarin will be a Ranger next season? I hope so, of course, but I'm starting to doubt it. What do you guys think, and what will the key moves and signings be during the offseason otherwise? Um, I don't really know about Panarin, 
And it almost feels like the that's a shift in the Rangers than it is Panarin himself. What about that package I don't know, deal, him and Bob? I don't know why I really feel that way, but Adam sort of brought this about because the Rangers are going to be terrible next year with or without Panarin. So I generally err on the side of skill. If you have an opportunity to get a superstar, you do it because the Rangers don't have one outside of Henrik Lundqvist right now. And at his current state, I think it's fair to even wonder if he is a superstar anymore. Um, oh my God, you said it. I didn't. But the true question it comes Good luck down sleeping tonight. You fucking sinner. The true, the true question comes down to the fact that you're ashamed of yourself, aren't you? you well, the truth is the truth. If I have to be the one to carry you're this gonna torch, take I will. Two showers to feel clean again. That's what you're gonna have to do. I, I think the question is, Joseph, how could you say something so true and yet so brave? And the answer I would give you is dumb as a rock. Yeah. The answer I would give you is, unfortunately, in a world where I am the star of the podcast, it's on me. The pressure is on me. To give these types of truthful takes, you may because be a star, it, but it, I'm the moon. It, it doesn't I come. All your light. It doesn't come from. <laughs> you reflect the light. I just got astronomical on you, you piece uh, of shit. You did. Do you have an answer to this question? You're being rude to him. Oh, I'm not being rude to him. Being rude to you. I very much like this question. I feel like it is. I mean, we've heard the couple names, right? We know for whatever reason he's interested in L.A. He's interested in uh, the Rangers and the Florida, Islanders. Florida potentially. And, and Potentially Florida, and of course Florida is just going. I mean, they move Broussard on the deadline, J. Joe, and they they want that they want that package. They want the Bobrovsky Panarin package. Whether or not that is a thing that actually happens is a whole other thing. I mean, some people point to uh, like uh, looking back to remember like Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, and like oh they were kind of a package, but nah they had different agents and stuff. I remember hearing on uh, the Thirty One Thoughts podcast. Uh, which is just better in every single way than our podcast. But uh, I, Why would you put our podcast down like that? Because uh, I'm showing the listeners that I'm a trustworthy. I happen to think, Michael, that you and I provide fantastic commentary on the New York Rangers. And it's hurtful that you would, you, you'd think so low of us. I happen to think if it came down to picking up a $10 bill and hurting you or ignoring the $10 bill... I would break both your legs. Um, looking at the, Panarin, the likelihood of Panarin, I just it, we have to see what happens in regards to uh, how much hubbub we hear. Hubbub? Yeah, the hubbub. Uh, I The Rangers are going to go for him. They have to, for the reasons Joe pointed out. You need the superstar, and they haven't had a good winger. Like I should say, a winger who can really drive the offense and is truly elite in a long time. It's. I often wonder if, if a team is going to offer Panarin like a one-year deal and he'll accept that like for just a huge payday with the understanding that he'll maybe sign with a team like the Rangers or Islanders. Um, I know, like, why would you want to sign with the Kings or the Rangers right now given kind of what their trajectory is? You know what I mean, Joe? It's just... He, he likes the bright lights of New York. Bright lights, big city. Yeah. Uh, I... Because it's the Rangers... I have to say they're going to be in the hunt, but remember last offseason, Kovalchuk seemed like it was a done deal, Yeah, Joe. that was that was very true, and like Kovalchuk supposedly had a deal with the apart. Rangers. Yeah, that. well, who knows what the truth was there, and thank God he didn't sign it, so there's that question. Um, Jeff D. Jeff D. Going to Sunday's matinee versus the Caps for my annual game with my father, what to watch for? Do you expect to fight from this team, or does the bottom drop out now that the Rangers have made their trades? I think, if anything, the Rangers are going to be feistier. Because, first of all, they're ornery as it is because Zuccarello's gone. And now you have Lemieux in the lineup, and Lemieux's going to try to be proving that, like, he's the guy now. There's going to be some shit. You're going to see some insanity, I think, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's going to be some blood on that ice one way or another. That's oh, that was dark. There's, there's so many players on this team now. I feel like they might kind of stumble around for the next these these next couple of games. And, you know, unfortunately for the Rangers, their next game, Joe, is against Tampa Bay. So that's going to be... I thought uh, we were getting Ryan Callahan back, too, and we are not. Yeah, so. I thought that might happen as well. Um, there's also some talk that Tampa is probably going to look at trying to buy him out if they can. But... Um, the the thing with buyout action. The thing with Washington is mm. that last game was so intense, and this that upcoming matinee, 
uh, you're referring to. If you, there's going to be so many guys who are just trying to make a statement, trying to get noticed, and there's really not that many games left for the Rangers. I mean, their last game is April 6th, so, you know, coming up on that game, that's, you know, that's February 3rd. That's just one month left of Rangers hockey, and everyone knows this team's not going to the playoffs, Joe. So there's guys playing for jobs. There's a lot of guys uh, playing for contracts on this team, you know, that's... It's a couple, a including point. a couple big names with, you know, Lemieux is a pending RFA now. He joins the mix. Uh, Booch, of course. There's Pionk. There's D'Angelo. There's Clayson. Uh, all those guys are RFAs. So uh, a lot of guys who are young and hungry trying to prove that, you know, they can be a part of the solution here. I expect we'll see the team have a lot of fire, and I expect we'll see them lose a lot of hockey games. Uh, I think that's a good way to put it. Chris O'Connor. Does Nemestikov not moving today make him a prime trade target on draft day with some of the stockpiled picks? Sorry, I missed that. I didn't scroll all the way down. It's a tough I'm, question to me. Well, Brooks made it seem like Nemestikov was gone over the weekend. He did. And, and that yeah, obviously really did. did not happen. So, uh, But I feel like in many ways, just based on what his trade stock has, what has happened to his trade value really, uh, his stock has crashed so much since the Rangers acquired him from Tampa. I remember he was having a career year. Everyone, everyone knew it was the worst kept secret in hockey that you know his numbers were numbers were just going to plummet when he was away from Kucherov and Stamkos. And of course, that's exactly what happened. As a matter of fact, he recently picked up his second power play goal as a Ranger. And last season, I think he had seven power play goals in 63 games in Tampa. Um, and you look at where his stock is now. I'm not sure he's the sort of guy you'd see moved on the draft day unless the Rangers might be willing to just say, like, listen, we'll give you one year of lad if you let us move up in the draft a couple picks. Um, maybe that's 10 or 15 picks in the first or second round. We'll have to see. But I feel, honestly, Joe, I feel like it's more likely he's a deadline rental than someone who gets moved to the draft just based on what sort of player he is. Like, we do see kind of minor deals happen on the draft. It just, I just, for whatever reason to me, it makes more sense for him to be a guy who gets used in a really like a, specifically a top six role for the majority of next season so you can showcase him and in so doing help shelter some of those kids, especially the younger centers on this team. And then you flip them and you see what you can get. And, you know, obviously we already know it's going to be a much more modest, uh, you know, fire sale next season than what we saw these past two seasons. So I would lean towards it's more likely we see him moved at the deadline. What about you, Joe? I would probably agree with. Uh, I'd agree with the fact that I, I think he's definitely gone next year. He's not somebody that I, that I, I see the Rangers bringing back, you know, in really any capacity. So, uh, but I do think that he's going to have a lot more suitors at the draft, and I just think he's going to get moved there. That doesn't, uh, by that point, the Rangers will have a little bit more of an outlook on what they're going to do. They're going to have, don't forget, Vitaly Kravstov is coming over next summer. If the Rangers somehow land a top five pick, you very well may have another winger or center coming over next year as well. So, it, it, it kind of depends on the way everything shakes out. Is Zuccarello coming back? There's just a, a ton of things that come down to it. So uh, I think he's going to be gone at the draft rather than the trade deadline, but we'll see. Um, M. D'Alessio, 22. Joe, only Joe, not Michael. Can you please grade each New York Rangers deadline deal from an A-plus to an F? All right, let's do this together. You ready? Yep. I'm including you because you're a friend. Oh. Um... Zuccarello. B. Uh, I'm going to say B minus with the condition that if any of the conditions hit, any of them, not even all of them, if any of them hit, it's an A. That's not, no, that's not how you grade it, you dope. You have to grade it as it is. Well, then it's a B minus. I'm going to say it's a B. Underwhelming, but fair. Hayes. Uh, B. I would say a B for that as well, just because it's like it's a fine trade. You got back what you needed, and the McQuaid. Let me guess, Michael B. Uh, 
I'm going to say, like, like B-minus, it, actually. it's actually kind of stupid, and not that the question is stupid, but, like, the answer is w- the Rangers did fine across the board. Yeah, they, that's they, really it's like big, It's like getting yeah. three tests back, and you get an 80 on all of them. I'll tell it, you which trades they won. A-plus Cody McLeod trade, A-plus Merrick Mazinek trade. Yeah, sure. 100%. Grand fucking slams. <laughs> Just to get them off the team. Just, it Jesus, hits a, a sweet little kid eating a hot dog up in the stands. He's like, there's no way that's coming up here. And then just, fucking just dark. beamed him right in the temple. Very, very dark. Josh Zarkin. Why do fans continue to think that Jeff Gordon accepts returns that aren't best for what the market is offering? That's an amazing question, Josh. I don't fucking know. Josh, because people are generally silly. And, wow. Well, here we go. And you, you got mad at uh, me for saying like, the word idiots last time. No, well, idiot, idiot and silly are much different words. No, they're not. You're just... You you're, should know you're, that, you silly idiot. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It really has. This has taken a toll on us, both men- men- mentally and emotionally. I just want to... Zuccarello being gone is just... I just want to push a refrigerator over. And the, the, this is it. just the, it's the reality of the situation. We talked about it on the flagship show. I'll say it again. Jeff Gordon did not turn down better deals to make these deals. This is the market. If you have an issue with the return that Jeff got, Gordon got for Hayes or Zuccarello, complain at the fact that he let it get to this point. Don't complain at the fact that he didn't magically negotiate a new trade partner. The short answer here is that it's... Uh, for many sports fans, especially those who are passionate... A very like a favorite, favorite play, a favorite thing. It's you see it all the time is outrage. It's very easy to express outrage. It's I love Matt Zuccarello. Why didn't he get more? Why are we trading him in the first place? Why did we fuck up so much? Right, you know Why Zuccarello. You love Zuccarello, and you attach so many other things to a trade uh, or a decision the franchise makes without. I'm pretty like, sure my house is shaking. Your house is shaking. Well, the wind is insane right now. You know, Joe, it's a good thing that your outhouse isn't too close to your house. Ah, the outhouse. No, it's a good question, and I feel like it's something we ask all the time, especially because this season, a lot of emotions have kind of boiled over for, you know, a a significant part of the Rangers fan base, especially an outspoken uh, minority, I think, on, on social media. And, you know, we see a lot of kind of... You know, kind of a lot of strange and in many ways petty infighting over some aspects of of Rangers fandom, and that's uh, it's disappointing. And you know, I don't mean to sound holier than thou because I'm certainly not. But looking at looking at it from you know sometimes the outside looking in, because I avoid all that confrontation and conflict. It just I don't think it serves anyone to you know try and prove people wrong. Um, when so many of us are just stating what we feel are our best opinions, whether or not they are opinions based on data or research or optics or just feelings. And really, sports, for so many of us, comes down to feelings. Just the pure emotion. This feeling and the deadline and these trades don't feel good, Joe. It doesn't feel good to have to do these trades. But the operative word here is have. They have to do these things. These are decisions that the team must make. These were trades that they had to make because the alternative was far too costly. And that doesn't mean that they have to get exactly what you want them to get. What they're going to get is a reasonable return based on the market. And really, in all three of these trades, the Rangers got just that. And they didn't get anything exceptional. With that being said, they got a first-round pick. They got two picks that could become first-round picks out of Dallas in the Zuccarello trade. And really, you know, the McCoy trade is... As just kind of meh as it was in terms of a return, especially based on what McQuaid did for the Rangers, you can't attach the weight of, oh, he was a logjam for the Rangers and he had, you know, he maybe kept guys like D'Angelo out of the lineup and look how valuable D'Angelo looks right now. You can't attach that to, to this trade. What you can attach to what was the market for an expiring contract, right-handed D, who has cup experience and plays with an edge. And the market... For for McQuaid was a fourth and a seventh, and a guy who will be in Hartford for twenty games, and that's that. Yeah, the the Zuccarello stuff was like if you told me that I had to trade Stanley as an example, there is no trade that could be made that would make me think that it's fair value because Stanley's just the best. 
so Stanley for a free college education. We for your we, we no Stanley's fucking awesome. Kaylin Stanley can, for a free college education for your daughter and guaranteed good health for the rest of her life. Uh, see, that's a good trade. So is the free college. But you and, don't have to feel good about doing it. But you gotta do it right, and that's that's really what it comes down to is that you're more you can be underwhelmed with the return logically, but the people who are smashing their fists against the table that this is the worst thing in the world it sucks do not get me wrong, but you gotta separate the Zuccarello love from the Zuccarello value in the market. You know, it sucks is trading Stanley to alligator people who will surely eat him for his meat. That is, uh, you've made this dark That's again, the worst Michael. thing in the world. I've been avoiding this question, but we have to ask it. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's Drew Ways, the lovely, lovely Drew. Fuck, marry, or kill the game. If you don't know how to play, you pick one person to sleep with, you pick one person to marry, and then you pick one person to kill. Greg and Ryan from the Blue Shirts Breakaway podcast. Yep. And Drew himself. Oh, and Drew? And Drew. Those are the three. Uh, I'll marry Drew. He seems fun. I'll fuck Greg. I know. Uh, I'll fuck Ryan. He j- Ryan just seems younger and sweeter to me. He has more energy. It just seems more attractive to me. And uh, I'll kill Greg, and I'm very sorry about that. Yeah, this Greg. is... The- Greg, I'm sorry. I knew this was going to happen. You're, you're two for two in deaths. But uh, Drew, listen, Drew. Uh, he's a bodybuilder. Fun, and you know what? He's a bodybuilder, man. He, uh, he's. Oh, I think you have to have sex with Drew and Ryan. Just there's just such he's vibrant just personality. Ryan, Ryan is I, so much charm. I, Ryan, I say this. Ryan came up and shook my hand at a Riveters game, and uh, he's done that a couple times now. He just a, he's just a swell fella. I say this in the least sexual way possible, or maybe the most sexual way possible. Every time that I speak to Ryan, I feel better about myself. I mean that, Ryan. You are you just have that type of a personality. So, fuck yeah, I would marry you. Hell yeah, let's go. And, yeah, that's the... Greg, I love you, I really do. I want you to know that. This has nothing to do with you, although I know this is going to be an enormous problem because Mike has also killed you in this scenario. But, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say on the matter. I also think, like, if I had to kill one of them by hand, Greg would be the most fun to kill by hand. And why would that be? It's just he's just a strong-looking guy. I feel like it would be a fun challenge. Ryan is much smaller. No, that's fair. But Drew is like a legit Drew's, bodybuilder. Yeah, but I believe. therefore I have no chance. So I'll take the one that's a sporting uh, event. That's interesting. And that Greg, I say, out of complete respect. See, there you go. That makes it a little bit better, doesn't it? And then I would feast on your flesh, and absorb <laughs> my, your Mike, spirit into mine. Mike, also, if like if you and I got into a battle of the death, I, I just. We'd be like two walruses just slamming tusks. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. Two narwhals. Just, just, just two jousting. narwhals just smashing into one another repeatedly. I really think my house is going to fall down. This is a pretty... We'd be like two Galapagos tortoise Just rumbling. Uh, chill term. Who chill is term. the most beloved ranger of this recently concluded era after Hank and Zuccarello? I lean toward Kreider, but there was a time when it was probably Girardi or Callahan. That's a that's a really good question, because it is Hank and Zuccarello, right? Yeah, I wonder what the jersey sale number would be. Do you think it, do you think of McDonough? Uh, so McDonough would have sh- been. A, there's I, a lot of stall jerseys. Listen, I'll tell you that. there was a huge Dubinsky contingent too. And oh yeah, Dubin I mean, was... I'm. Uh, that's such a good. Who really would it have been? I I think it would Girardi would be up there, McDonough would be up there, and Callahan would be up there. But uh, you know what? I got actually I got more. I got a I got a new guess. I'll say it's Crides. I'm gonna say Prust. There was a legitimate period of time, like two years, where Prust was the guy. Presbyterianism. Yeah, everybody was in love with Prust. And how could you not be? He, he played. I was. I was deeply in love with... I believe Connor, your brother, was the one who invented Presbyterianism. I know that I made the graphic for it. If I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to say Prust, actually. That's going to be my dark horse. I don't want to give Connor credit for anything that I made. Uh, Connor's a good lad. He's a good boy. Um, Slick62. Considering we don't want to commit to Hayes... or didn't want to commit to Hayes long term, do you think there's any possibility we'd have Duchesne if he hit the open market? No. 
I don't think so either, just because of how old Duchesne is. He's never proven he can be the guy, and that's the sort of thing the Rangers need to pursue. They don't need a center like Duchesne with the, when they have Zibanejad. Just doesn't. It's not a good fit. I just don't think it's a good fit. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason why you're trading Hayes is because you, you're gonna you, you want to make room for yeah. guys in the first place. So you want to slash a, and burn. It's a more difficult conversation. Duchesne's a great player. I'm not saying he isn't. I'm not saying, I'm not he saying he's be, a great player either. He would be he's a, a fine great player. addition to the New York Rangers. But at the price you'd the have price. to pay to get him. The market price? No way in hell would I pay it. Yeah, the market is just going to be so many penises on that market. I got news he's for you. He's going to be making something that starts with a seven. Walry penis. Way more than I want to give for Matt so, Duchesne. He's going to be making something that starts with an eight. Yeah, I, I was open market. Hell yeah, he's gonna be. He might be. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna be the nine well, how five. Old that, how old is that, Matty Duchesne? He's twenty seven now. All right, so yeah, he'll he, be twenty eight, and he's having a really a career year. This is yeah, sixty he's... points in fifty two games here, Joe. So you might have a point. He might be looking at an eight. Oh, look at that. Maybe might Joe knows a thing eight. or two. Son of a bitch. He's never. Oh, you know what? I was gonna say he's cracked. Oh, he's cracked uh, sixty or seventy. Yeah, he had a couple of great years in Colorado, and then sort of fell off. Yeah, he did sort of fall off, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah, in his last season in Colorado, his last full season, I should say, he had 41 points in 16-17, which is not great. <laughs> That's as many points as you thought uh, Nemesikov was going to have with the Rangers this season. Remember that piece of shit? Next question. I want. I just want you to take a moment to think about what you just did. I would marry you, just so you know. Well, I love you. Who are the other people on the list? It could be some pretty great people. I'd still marry you. Could there be? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So if me and Maggie are on the list, you're marrying me is what you're saying. Yep. And, and this is on recorded. You're under oath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. I'll be bringing this up. Panero in 2020. Hey, Joe and Mike. With Shostyorkin looking like he is coming off in the offseason, or sorry, coming over in the offseason, what do we think happens to Alexander Georgiev? Do we think he ends up in Hartford, or do the Rangers try to trade him a la Ranta and Talbot? Uh, I'm going to assume that Shestyorkin starts the year in the AHL, because he has to get used to North American ice, and he definitely has to get used to playing in front of a New York Rangers defense. Language barrier as well. Yeah, not that Cisco bullshit. Um... So, so here, here's what I think you do. You buy a tugboat if you're the Rangers. You buy a shark cage. You put these two kids in the shark cage. You lower it into the water. Who, who are the two kids? Georgiev and Shostyorkin. Okay. You, you give them each a finite amount of air, and they have a special button they can press that'll rise them to the surface and bust them out of the shark cage. And you just make them play chess under the water. And this all... How do you even know they can play chess? They're Russian, Joe. I am an excellent chess player, by the way. <laughs> it's the most offensive thing I've said on this show. It's what that they could they play chess because they they're Russian. Chess because they're Russian, yeah. Well, Mike I, did a stereotype. Everyone, I am a great chess player. Can you play chess, Michael? I can. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you in chess. Want to have a chess game for charity that no one will uh, donate to? They call me Joe. Bobby Fisher has nothing on you, Fortunato. Can you name one other chess player? Bobby Fischer II. <laughs> His son. What about Deep Blue, the chess playing computer? I like the old school chess of like the two old grizzled guys in the fucking park who still somehow have like the chess timer who are just slapping the shit out of the timer after moves. The chess timer is competitive chess. You don't, uh, I know it is. You don't know anything about chess. It's it's for the You know what? I know more about your face. Do you know what you know? What castling is in chess. What'd you say? Do you know what castling is? Yeah, I do know what castling is. You want to test me on this? Can you name all the chess pieces? I can. Okay, go for it. Pawn, bishop, rook, queen, knight, king. I'm very proud of you. Take that, you son of a bitch! I didn't think you couldn't do it. I just... and, and castling is when you move your knight and you swap it with your rook all the way on one side of the board. You but the back line knight. has to be clean in order for that to happen. You move your knight. Is that what you do, Joe? Oh, did I say my knight? I meant the king. That's right. You king and the rook. Dummy. I used to play chess with my dad castle. all the time. I used to play, when I was a kid, I used to play against the computer at, like, level one. Blue? That's cool. And I would be able to win because it was level one. And then I would, like, put it up to level ten, and it would beat me almost immediately. Like, I would make three moves, and I would lose. And I would cry. 
You know what I'm good at is Connect Four. Um, great at tic tac toe. Rock paper scissors. Sex. Next question. I'm good um, at throwing doorknobs at people who don't know they're coming. Dan Carosi. Oh, Assuming Carozzi. Tractor doesn't make a deep playoff run, which this is me speaking, they will not. Do you think the Rangers bring Kravtsov over to North America? If so, does he only play in Hartford as to not burn a year of his entry-level contract? So here's my thing with this, Joe. Oh, you didn't even let me finish the sentence. Is there's there's not a lot of point to bringing Kravtsov over to North America if Hartford is going to be so depleted that it it this would be kind of a waste of time and in many ways he's saying like what's the upside here? Right. To get him used to North American hockey? For nine games? Yeah, why not? It's better than zero games. Mm. He's going to be playing in the NHL next year, so you may as well give him the opportunity. You really think it's worth it? I do. He well, gets he, First of all, you drag him over to North America. He starts getting acclimated with the game. I, I, I'm assuming he speaks English. I don't know why I'm making that assumption, but I feel like he's done interviews where he speaks English. I could you be completely a lot wrong. Of assumptions, Joe. Um, if not, you, you start, you put him with Buchnevich and Kreider and you, the summer, he just spends the whole summer just playing chess and making sandwiches and learning the game. He can play chess in the cage too. And then you, you, you bring over Shostyorkin and they just, they spend time together. Okay. And they, they go and wrestle because. some bears and Everybody. whatever else it may be. And that's, that's what it is. But yes, I think any time that he spends in the in North America is worthwhile. To the second part of the question, no. He's not going to see the NHL ice, and he's not going to because not only does it burn a year off his entry-level contract, but then it also forces him to be protected, I believe, in the expansion draft. So That you don't do for jerseys. You don't do that for jerseys. That's like going swimming when you got an open wound, friends. Um, final question, because there were a lot of questions that were the That's same. That's like staring into the eye of a wolf. Fish Jesus, Zuccarello getting a goal and an assist before getting hurt in his first game as a star. How long before all of the Stars fans fall in love with him? Literally the first time that they see him at a home game. They may be in love with him right now. Pissed, but in love with him. If Dallas has, uh, when he's healthy, if, uh, yeah, maybe they'll have another regular season game or two and he'll be healthy. If Dallas has to go to a shootout, they'll fall in love with him. Uh, if they put him on the power play, they'll fall in love with Anything. him. Anything. They'll just fall in love with um, him. If they, just, if they just see him smile and just look up at the camera. Because and be happy. Be honest, he has to look up at every camera he sees. Joe, did you know that the the, the, the shortest ranger on the current roster is now Tony D'Angelo? Yeah, 5'11". Five five yeah, I looked that up before. And that just, it feels wrong. Definitely didn't read that from you in the Slack and then just no. spewed it out there for the group. I never steal things from you. Um... Here's the wonderful music my heart. from Johnny Moore. I will show you the world. That's not the music from Johnny Moore. Goodbye, everybody. Thank Bye-bye. you.